So, in the last class we discussed a brief review of Prakashananda Saraswati's criticisms of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And we also talked about how we as devotees could construe them as a type of glorification of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And that may help us to appreciate all the players in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela. It was like uh, once uh, we were, I wasn't there, but some of the devotees were speaking with Srila Sridhar after Prabhupada's departure, and there was a lot of, a number of problems. And uh, some of the leading devotees didn't seem to be living up to the expectations of the others. And it was a significant parallel to the time of the departure of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. There were also problems at that time. And so Sridhar Maharshi, commenting about it, spoke from a very high vantage point, and he spoke about Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur's group, his own brothers. From your point of view, he's speaking to us, you should try to see all of the interaction between your guru and his godbrothers with a transcendental eye. He said, it's all the leela of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur's preaching, and sometimes people have to play the role of opposition within it in order to bring certain things out so forth. So, Judas, as Sridhar Maharaj once said, he did the greatest service to Christ. <laughs> because of him, he was able to sacrifice himself on the cross and, and die for the world and so forth. So, certainly we should try to see those interacting with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his leela some 500 years ago on earth along these lines. But here now, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we also read Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's reply. I read the extent of his reply which ends with then his leaving for Mathura. So he only stays in Kashi for ten days this time. On the way back, as I had mentioned, he'll stay for two months. At that time, he'll deal directly with all of these uh, Maya buddies and actually convert them. But he begins the conversion now by, as I mentioned, more or less ignoring them. And he will see when he comes back, he ignores them and they insist. They become curious and curious and they insist that he please come in their association and then they see something wonderful in him. They see the his uh, effulgence, and they think that's what we're trying to enter into. <laughs> and, and who is this person that's bearing it? So, I just more or less read through in this section of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu speaking about what glories of Harinam, because Prakashananda Saraswati, curiously, could not chant the name of Krishna. And the Brahmin who witnessed it was reporting this to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he posed the question, well, how is it that he can't chant the name of Krishna. Krishna won't appear on his tongue. So I want to go through this in a little more more depth. So we'll read this section again and we'll discuss from it. Shuni Mahaprabhu Tabi Ishat Hashila Punarapi Seivipra Prabhupada Puchila. So Mahaprabhu first he his response is that he smiles, he laughs. And um, then the Brahman began to speak. This is after hearing of the critique offered about him by Prakashananda Saraswati and his inability to uh, utter the name of Krishna. Tar age jobe ami tomar nam loila seha tomar nam jone apane kohila. So the Brahman said, as soon as I uttered the name, your name before him, he immediately confirmed the fact that he knew your name. Tomar dosh kohite kore nameru uchar. Chaitanya Chaitanya Kori Kohitimbar. So, I guess I'm a, a little ahead of myself in my review, but 
the, the Brahman says, finding fault with you, he uttered your name three times. Chaitanya, Chaitanya, Chaitanya. Teen bari Krishna nam naila tarmuke. Abhogyate nam loi shuni paiduke. So although he spoke your name three times, he could not speak the name of Krishna. And because he spoke your name with contempt, I felt very aggrieved by that. And so I left. Inhar karana more kohokripokori toma dekki mukha mor bole krishna hari. Why could Prakashananda not utter the names of Krishna and Hari? He chanted the name Chaitanya thrice. As far as I'm concerned, simply by seeing you, I moved to chant the holy names of Krishna and Hari. Prabhu Kahesa Mahaprabhu, he replies, Mayavadi Krishna Aparadi. Mayavadis, they are offenders to Krishna. Brahma, Atma, Chaitanya Kohe, and Nirabadi. So he says they incessantly chant Brahma, Atma, Chaitanya, Chaitanya here meaning consciousness. This is their preoccupation. Ata eva thar mukhe na aise krishna nam. Krishna nam, krishna, swarup, duita, saman. So he says, Ata eva thar mukhe na aise krishna nam. Therefore, Krishna nam never comes on their lips, never comes in their mouth. Because they're offenders, Krishna nam never comes. And Krishna nam, Krishna swarup, duita saman. There's no difference between Krishna nam and Krishna swarup. So he's saying here that Krishna nam never comes on their mouths. And in the very least, of course, he means that shuddha nam never appears on their tongue. Because they're aparadis, Shudanam can overcome. And there are ten offenses listed in the Padma Purana to the holy name. And if we study those ten offenses, we'll see that uh, the Mayavadis are certainly, by their very philosophy, committing offense to, to the Shudhanam, to the pure conception of Krishna. For example, they may consider the chanting of Hare Krishna like other types of ritualistic activities in the Veda. They may not differentiate between Vishnu, Shiva, Rama, Devi, and all these things. That is one of the aparads, not to be able to make such discrimination. Who's who in the Hindu pantheon and so forth. So, as long as we are in this, in the committing offenses to the holy name, Apa, Radha. Apa means away and Radha means to worship. So it means against worship. That which is displeasing to Krishna Nam. As long as we conduct ourselves in such a way as displeasing to Krishna Nam, Krishna Nam will not make his appearance there. So even if the if the sound, the external sound comes, that is not Krishna Nam. So from this we can understand, as I say, as long as we are in the offensive stage, then we cannot chant Krishna Nam. Of course, the only way to rectify that is to incessantly chant, and this has a gradual effect. And in a boss, a shadow of the name will appear in the mind, will come in our mental system, and eventually then the Krishna Nam will actually appear on the tongue, dancing. But not until we uh, give up offensive chanting, and this Mayavad conception is a great block to Shuddha Bhakti. After all, the whole idea of Shuddha Bhakti is to associate eternally with Krishna. Krishna and Krishna Nam are one and the same.
the Leela of Krishna is within the name. If we think that the Leela of Krishna, the very name of Krishna for that matter, the form of Krishna, these are all part of um, only the uh, Vyavaharic, so-called Vyavaharic reality rather than the Paramartha reality, then there's not much scope for us throwing down the pure name. And this is the Mayavad uh, conception of Krishna. Even if they appear to chant it, Nam, Bigraha Swarup, Tin Ekarup, Tin Bed Nagi, Tin Chidanandarup. So he says the uh, the name, the form, and the Swarup, the disposition, the personality of the Lord. These three Ekarup, they're one. Tin Bed Nagi, Tin Chidanandarup. Their three are not different. They're all Chidananda. They're all eternal, uh, blissful consciousness. Deha Dehira Nam Namira. Krishna Nahi Bhed. Jivara Dharma Nam Deha Swarup Vibhed. So he makes a comparison. He says that the Nam, the name and the named, the body and the owner of the body, when we're speaking of Krishna, there's no difference. Whereas ordinary people, Jiva Dharma, then there's a difference between their, themselves and their body, themselves and their name. But this is not the case for Krishna. And then he quotes a verse to support this from Padma Purana. Nama chintamani Krishna's chaitanya rasha vidgraha purna shudha mukta binatvam nam nami noho. So this is, of course, a famous verse. So here, overall in this section, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, as I mentioned the other night, stressing the, the truth about Krishna nam. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally came to distribute the chanting of the holy name of Krishna. This is significant. Not only is the Krishna Nam, the chanting, Sankirtan, Kirtan, the glorious, uh, when Sukadeva Goswami begins to speak the Bhagavatam in the second canto, there are several, of course, beginnings, so to speak, to the Bhagavatam. So the beginning of Sukadeva's speech comes in the second canto. And in the very first chapter there, he says, he establishes the, the supremacy of Kirtan. He says, Shotavya He speaks in the very beginning there of these three. Hearing, chanting, and remembering. These are three out of the Navavidha Bhakti, ninefold bhakti, enunciated by Prahlad, that are most important in Bhagavatam. And when he comes, when he's discussing this further, he comes to text 11 and he tells us, Hare Namanu Kirtanam, Etad Nividyamananam. He says uh, of all of these, Hare Kirtan, that is the best. So Nathan Goswami Prabhu has also said that Kirtan has a greater capacity to capture Krishna than hearing and remembering. Remembering is like tying him with uh, with like silk cords, he says. And hearing about him is like capturing him with silk cords. And remembering like tying him with ropes from cows. Cows' ropes are, st- are stronger. But kirtan is like catching him with an iron chain. So he's, he's recommended like this. This is all, of course, following the lead of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu picked a verse from the uh, Puranas, Brihadnaradiya Purana. What is that verse? Harinam, 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 Eva Kevalam, Kalu, Nasteva, 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 Vatir, Anitha. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explained this verse himself. He said, very nice thing, he said, in this verse we find emphasis 
on chanting the holy name three times. Harinam, Harinam, Harinam. For emphasis, three times it's been stated. The holy name, the holy name, the holy name. By the holy name, by the holy name, by the holy name. Eva, certainly. Kevalam, only. If three times weren't enough, it says with certainty, only. Harinam eva kevalam. Koloa nasteva, nasteva, nasteva. So in Kali Yuga, he says, the Purana says, chanting the holy name, chanting the holy name, chanting the holy name. Certainly, and only, exclusively, this is the course to take. This is the statement of the Purana. And nasteva, nasteva, nasteva. Na, 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 eva, eva, eva. Mahaprabhu says, evokar, tin evokar. Three times he's saying, eva, eva, eva. So not only he says no other way, no other way, no certainly no other way, certainly no other way, and certainly no other way to achieve the supreme success. So this this is a statement of Prihadnardi the Purana. Mahaprabhu picked this out. He explained this. This is um, not a a kind of a religious fanaticism or uh, insensitivity to the fact that there are other paths. But Mahaprabhu has picked this out because Kirtan is what it is, For first of all. It's, throughout the scripture, its efficacy is mentioned. Furthermore, its time is Kali Yuga, in particular. And third, as I mentioned, he himself is distributing it. So, there may be so many things for sale in the market, let's say at Christmas time. There may be so many things available in the market. But if I go in front of... Saks Fifth Avenue, which is an expensive store, and I work there, I open the doors and I say, everything inside for a dollar, come on in. Then I have a right to speak loudly with a megaphone and say, don't go to any other store, don't go to any other store, come here. First of all, just to play out the, the example, theoretically, Saks has the best products, best clothes in the marketplace, most expensive so the best thing is being offered, the highest thing, and for a dollar only, so cheap. So there may be other things in the market, and they may also be good, but there's nothing as high as Krishna praying. And if it's given away very, very cheaply, oh, then this, this is noteworthy, this is newsworthy. This is such big news that it can dominate the entire newspaper, push everything else back to the obituaries only. Might as well put it in the grave and... <laughs> In comparison, Mahaprabhu, as a young boy in, in Nadi, used to go to the banks of the Jamuna, or banks of the Ganga, where different yogis were meditating and engaged in different practices, and he would splash water on them and break their meditation and, and tell them they couldn't be su- successful unless they worship, unless you worship me. And they thought he was just being a prankster and so forth. So there was a deep philosophical import to his uh, naughty behavior. Parallels that of Lord Krishna's in many respects in Vrindavan. So Mahaprabhu has emphasized this. Rupa Goswami therefore has desired that the whole world could take advantage of this. In his Namastakam, he glorifies the holy name. Nikhila Shruti Ratnamolam. He says this is the at the root scripture, the root Shrutis, the main Shruti, main Upanishads, are like valuable jewels and they're shining their effulgence, all casting light on Harinam to. Showcase it. Of all the sounds that make up the Shruti, the Upanishad, the Smriti, and all this Vedic literature, 
This is the principal sound, Krishna Nam. And Rupa Goswami in his verse, his first verse of Namastakam, he says, and therefore, Toba Harinam Samashrayami Parishta Harinam Samashrayami. It means, in every way, completely, I take shelter of you. It's been said that Rupa Goswami is not one to waste words. So there appears to be some repetition here. He was a great Sanskrit poet. In every way, completely, there seems to be some redundancy, but he's doing that for the purpose of emphasizing in every way and completely, some shrayami, I take shelter of you. We should try to follow his example and fully take shelter of Harinam. Here it's described now what? Nama Chintamani Krishnas, verse from Padma Purana, that Mahaprabhu is citing as a Pramana verse for what he said. What has he been saying? The name of Krishna and Krishna are non different. Krishna Nam is Chirananda Rup, a form of bliss and eternality. It's fully spiritual. It means it has its own agenda. It likes to appear, it will. If not, it won't. So now he's supporting all this. He says, Nama Chintamani Krishnas. He says, the name of Krishna is Chintamani. Chintamani means like touchstone, wish fulfilling. So the idea is that if you contact Krishna Nam, Anything you think of when in touch with Krishna Nam will come true. Krishna is Satya Sankalpa, so whatever Krishna wants happens. Krishna simply thinks of a thing and it happens. Now the secret, of course, is everybody wants to do this themselves. I've often said everybody wants to do whatever they want whenever they want. Krishna is the person who's doing whatever he wants whenever he wants. Children want to do whatever they want whenever they want, but as they grow up, we tell them you can't do like that, it doesn't work like that. But devotees, they rebel against that kind of thing, and they want to pursue that. They want that kind of carefree life. And they understand that they can get it in relation to Krishna, because Krishna does whatever he wants, whenever he wants. Whimsical Krishna. So if our will becomes one with Krishna's will, then we can do whatever we want whenever we want. And that's how to contact Krishna, um, the pure name. Just like all those desire trees of Vrindavan we hear about, and those Surabhi Kamadenus, wish-fulfilling cows and so forth. It sounds like a wonderful place to go to for people who want things. But the secret is you can't get there unless you don't want anything. And when you only want Krishna, then you come in touch with such a place. And that is the real opulence of that place, that the people there are surrounded by wish-fulfilling trees and cows and so forth, but they don't want anything other than to please Krishna. So this is the secret. We should make our will one with Krishna's will. And we can have that kind of life. Satya-sankalpa. Nam-chintamani. Krishna's Chaitanya. He says it is consciousness. It is pure consciousness, the name. Just like Krishna's pure consciousness, the name is pure consciousness. Jivalasam is given an example. If you take a jar of pure consciousness and pour it into a, a mold with the letters Krishna. This Krishna Nam is, is like that. It's like Krishna himself is pure consciousness, the name is pure consciousness. Namachintamani Krishna's Chaitanya Rasa Vigraha. Rasa Vigraha Purna. So it is the full form of all transcendental mellows. 
it means from Krishna Nam is rasa full, it means. So from Krishna Nam you're going to get any rasa, any taste, any of the five primary tastes. He's Rasaraj. But all contained within Krishna Nam. Puna Shuddha, Nityamukta. So his name is pure, can never be contaminated by anything it comes in touch with, just like the sun. Even if it shines on a puddle of urine, it purifies the urine and turns it into pure water. It never becomes contaminated. So Krishna in the same way. It can never become contaminated. Some people thought like that at the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because he was giving the holy name out everywhere. And Hindus thought, he's giving this Krishna chanting out and it's losing its power because so many people who are unqualified are chanting that. So no, it's not like that. It can never become contaminated. Nityamukta, it's eternally liberated. Pinatung nam namino. And it's non-different from Krishna himself. So the name and the named are non-different. Mahabali been making these points. Here he cites the Pramana verse from the Puranas to establish that further. Of course, we also are quick to acknowledge that although there's no difference between Krishna and Krishna Nam, there is a difference at the same time. The difference is what? The difference is that Krishna Nam is more mercifully disposed towards people like ourselves, fallen people, than is Krishna himself, the form of Krishna. While Krishna himself, the form of the Lord, will stay aloof from persons like ourselves. This is the difference to, to emphasize. While he'll stay aloof, Harinam will come like a street sweeper and sweep out our hearts so that Krishna can come and take a sitting place there. See the contrast. Krishna in his form, Krishna will stay aloof, cannot be approached. But in the form of his name, he comes like a lowly sweeper and enters our heart with his agenda. Sridharmarsh used to say, you speak of the agenda of Harinam and how he was aggressive. So this is a good fortune. Like a thief doesn't care for high walls and locked doors, so even if we've built them high walls and locked doors around our heart to keep them out, he comes in anyway. So, the efficacy of Harinam, Harinam Kirtan. Vishwana Chakritako has also said about Kirtan that Kirtan is best, and there are different kinds of Kirtan. There is Guna Kirtan, Lila Kirtan, Nam Kirtan. So he says, of all of them, the Nam Kirtan, that is the best, the most potent. I once met a Sahajiya fellow, I was discussing with him, and he said, oh, uh, in your line, they are not giving the Siddha Pranali, how will you get your Siddha Deha? I said, oh, by Kirtan. I said, Kirtan is, is complete. And he said, well, that may be, but it must be Lila Kirtan. Only by Lila Kirtan you can do it. I said, well, not actually, Nam Kirtan is more powerful than Lila Kirtan, and he was defeated. So we can get everything from Krishna Nam, everything. Of course, now someone may argue that, well, this sounds good, but that is relative to the path of Vaidhi Bhakti, because in Raganuga Bhakti, Smarnam is most important. But the Acharyas have been very careful to keep the dignity of Nam Kirtan, and... Uh, impress upon us its supremacy even 
over smarnam, which is a very important aspect, central aspect to Raghunuga Bhakti. But they've told that this smarnam cannot be successful without being energized, ignited by Nam Kirtan. And this, of course, was the, the, the strong social Bhaktisiddhanta Sarkitaka by Nam Kirtan. You will bring about smarnam naturally, instead of in an artificial way, and it will be ignited, it will be real and, and energized. And then, of course, the kirtan continues in the kirtan. It is, well, Nam Kirtan is best, and the kirtan of the names of the Lord that are most dear relative to the culture, internal culture of the devotee in terms of his relationship with Krishna. That is most powerful. So kirtan remains in a supreme position as the emperor amongst all the practices, even in Raghunuga Bhakti, in relation to Smarnam. The holy name of Krishna, his body and his pastimes cannot be understood by blunt material senses. They are manifested independently. It means Krishna is completely independent. Swarat. So his name is completely independent. We cannot force Krishna Nam to appear by anything that we can do. There are things that we can do that may attract him to make his appearance of his own sweet will. Otherwise, there's nothing we can do. Of his own sweet will, if he decides to appear, then then it's possible. He says, Krishna Nam, Krishna Guna, Krishna Lila Brinda, Krishna Swarup Sam Sabchirananda. So, holy name of Krishna, his qualities, his pastimes are all equal to Krishna himself. They are spiritual and full of bliss. He quotes again now from Padma Prana. Atashi Krishna Namadi Nabavid Grahaya Mindrai Sevan Mugahi Jibado Swayamevas Puratetha. means that Krishna will not appear to the material senses, but when one develops a serving attitude, beginning Adu Jibado with the, with the tongue means by chanting, then Krishna may choose to make his appearance. So this is an important point, that by changing the attitude, the ego, so to speak, from an enjoyer to serving, then we invite Krishna's descent to that extent, otherwise not. And the point here again is that of his own volition, if Krishna Nam wants to make his appearance, he will. There's nothing really we can do from our side to force him we can practice all we want, and we can be as intelligent as we want or as adept. If he wants to come, he will. If not, not. And he will be inclined to sincere practice, but... Asli shiva padaratam panashtamam adarshanam manmahatam kurotuva. We have to be prepared for that. Radharani is praying like this. This is Mahaprabhu's prayer in Krishna Prem. Uh, if you come, or if you don't, if you trample me, if you leave me brokenhearted... I'm still here. This is service. This is love. Not that we attach some fruit that we have to get in order to participate. No, service for its own sake. That will be attractive. He's all attractive. He's very enchanting. He doesn't need any company. <laughs> we want his company. So how will you have to position ourselves to attract him? Brahmananda Huite Purnananda Lilaras so the mellows of Krishna's pastimes, which are full of bliss, 
attract the jnani from the pleasure of Brahman realization and conquer him. Mahaprabhu was saying this to further emphasize his point that what? Krishnanam is transcendental. It's nothing from this side, from the mundane side. It's fully transcendental. Here we have evidence that big Brahma jnanis absorbed in Brahman. They become attractive to Krishna. His pastimes. He's already established his pastimes, his leelas. His qualities are non-different from him and his name. So he quotes from Bhagavatam, the, uh, one of the pranam shlokas of Sutta Goswami to Sukadev Goswami, obeisances to my spiritual master, the son of Yas, Sukadev, is he who defeats all inauspicious things within the universe. Although in the beginning he was absorbed in the happiness of Brahman realization, he was living in a secluded place, giving up all of the types of consciousness, he became attracted to the most melodious pastimes of Lord Krishna. He therefore mercifully spoke the Supreme Purana known as Bhagavat, Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the bright light and absolute truth and which describes the activities of Lord Krishna. So you know this story. Said that Sugadeva was born and left home immediately. And that Vyas went looking for him because he had a message for him. Vyas wanted to deliver to his son the message of Srimad Bhagavatam. But his son was gone. The idea is that he was completely detached from family life and any such material connection. So Vyas equipped a woodcutter with some poems from Srimad Bhagavatam about the beautiful pastimes of Krishna. He told him, when you go cutting wood in the forest, sing these songs. It was in the hope that Sukadev would, he would meet with him. And Sukadev heard the woodcutter's songs and he became attracted to that. What is that? See, if the heart is clean entirely, and this is the position of someone like Sukadeva, Gani, a realized Gani, and then it's touched with Krishna Nam, then immediately such a strong effect will be had. Whereas if, because we are not pure, we approach Krishna Nam, but we cannot make the connection. Gradually, gradually, we have to make the connection by continued hearing and chanting repeatedly. So depending on our background, where we're coming from, how quickly this will take effect, the initiation and uh, the effects of this. And Mahaprabhu said, when you get initiated, you get a spiritual body. But that means initiation takes some time to complete for most people. For it to be effective, it's sambandagyan, so it means it's giving self-realization. But uh, we're weak, and so it has to be augmented by so much siksha and so forth for it to take effect and take time. We find Brajananth, Bijay Kumar, and Jayavadharma. Why they went so quickly through the stages? Because they came from a, not from the background of being materially distressed or in want of material acquisition or anything like that. They came, one was a Gani, actually. One was a Jignashu, serious inquirer into the, into the nature of the truth. So they went very, very quickly through the different stages. So relative to our background, when we come in touch with us, that will determine something about our progress. So Sukadev, he was uh, pure. His heart was pure. He was a pure Gani, and he was uh, self-realized. Jivan Mukta, and when he heard this Bhagavat message, poem, about Krishna, he became mad. He became attracted. He had to follow that woodcutter home. And there he found, hell. he's taking me to my home, my house, to my father. What kind of place is this? And there he took the trouble and the time to study Srimad Bhagavatam. So what is that? Sometimes people say, oh, it's not in a book. 
who used to distribute Prabhupada's books, they would say, oh, the truth is not in the book. And I told them, this is near Granta. This is a book beyond books. Even the self-realized souls are reading this book. Or I would say, that may be true, but first read everything in the book. Then you're ready for that which is not in the book. <laughs> so, scripture has a purpose. So, he says, Brahmananda Huite Purnananda Krishna Guna Tariva Akar Shai Man. The transcendental qualities of the Krishna are completely blissful and relishable. Consequently, Krishna's qualities attract even the minds of self realized persons from the bliss of Brahman realization. And he quotes, Atmaramas Chamunayo near Granta Abhi Urukrame Gurvanti Ahoy to Kim Bhaktim Itam Bhutagunohari. Those who are self-realized and unattracted by external material desires are also attracted to the loving service of Sri Krishna, whose qualities are transcendental and his activities are wonderful. Hari, personality of God, it is called Krishna because he has such transcendentally attractive features. Hari. This is, of course, a famous verse. It's a verse that comes in the Srimad Bhagavatam in the description of the trance of of Vyas, and uh, it was explained by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu twice, once to Sarvabhumbhattacharya in some 60 different ways, and again to Sanatana Goswami. At the end of the Sanatana Siksha, Sanatana is so happy to all the teachings given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but he was a little learned himself, so he said, I heard that you explained this Atmarama Shlok to Sarvam in 60-some different ways. I wonder if you could tell me those. Mahaprabhu said, oh, that time something came over me. I just spoke about that. If you want, I'll try to say something else. And he gave again 60-some different meanings. So he could draw unlimited meaning, and he told that to Sanatana. He said, indeed, he said, every word of Srimad Bhagavatam, every syllable of Srimad Bhagavatam is Krishna himself. And, of course, the principal import here of this verse in terms of it's being cited is just that what Krishna's qualities and thereby his name which are non different from his qualities is completely transcendental so why do the transcendentalists become attracted to Krishna because that's the nature of Krishna this is the purport it's the nature of Krishna he's of such quality Apart from the pastimes of Krishna, when Tulsi leaves are offered to the lotus feet of Krishna, even the aroma of the leaves attracts the minds of realized persons. And he quotes from Bhagavatam the example of the Kumaras. Then he says, Ataiva Krishna Namna Ishe Tarmuke Mayavari Gan Jate Maha Bahirmuke. Because the Mayavadis are offenders and atheistic philosophers, the holy name of Krishna does not come from their mouths. Bhava Kali Vicheti Ami Oilana Kashipuri Grahaka Nahi Navikai Dan Javogare. So I have come here to sell my emotional uh, wares, my ecstatic sentiments in the city of Kashi, but I cannot find any customers. If they are not sold, I must take them back home. Bhari Bhoja Lana Oilana Kemone Lan Java. So I brought a heavy load to sell in the city. To take it back again is very difficult. Therefore, if I get but a fraction of the price, I shall sell it here in the city of Kashi. So 
he's prepared to lower the cost of his goods. That's the same as Mahaprabhu accepted the Brahman as his devotee. The next morning, rising very early, he started for Mathura. Any question? Sri Krishna Nam Ki Jai, Nam Sankirtan Ki Jai, Gaurnitananda Ki Jai, Gaurbhaktivinda Ki Jai, Gaurpramanda Ki Jai, Gaurpramanda Ki Jai, Gaurpramanda Ki Jai,